Welcome to the midweek edition of a game of two halves. On a night where the transfer deadline approaches, a week where football had to mourn again, and finally Fulham find the fighting spirit. How have you been this week? Good Ill, sir. Ill Liverpool have annoyed me. Football is rubbish, but long live Rafa Benitez, what a man. Well, that, that's my summation of the week. Yes, yeah, certainly. I, I think Rafa Benitez is a good place to start as well. Newcastle City, 2-1 win for Newcastle. Wow. Well, well, I, saw it, well I saw it coming. So yes, I'm going to sit did. here very smugly for the next seven, ten minutes or so. Yep. Well, I tell you that I did see this one coming. And um, the reason I did is because I've been screaming it all season. And people have looked at me as a madman because I've been screaming it in the streets. And anyone who listen... <laughs> If you get at Manchester City and attack them, you will cause them problems. They do not defend as well as they did last year. For whatever reason, um, and that was evidence in both goals. Rondon wins the header, and yep. Fernandinho gets pressed, Clumsy. gives away the ball, clear penalty. Yep. After a very fast start by Manchester City, though, 30 seconds gone in the game, and Aguero has the ball in the back of the net, you're thinking... Man City are going to go on to romp this, aren't I, they? I hadn't even got a chance to turn the telly on at that point. I got a message from you, a message from my mate saying, 30 seconds of Guerra, and I thought, oh, what's the point? It's going to be a 6-0 driving. Um, um, but New- Man City seemed to like take the foot off the pedal and like almost cruise through the rest of the half. Complacent would be the word I would use. Yes, very. Um, which I think it's something that we've seen in City before. Well, it's the way that Palace got back into their games. Remember, they, they started similarly, started fast Certainly. against Palace. Um, and it fell away very quickly. It's unusual that we haven't seen City kill off games like this against a team that at the at that point were in the bottom three. Yeah. And you think, well, the quality they've got, the quality and depth that they've got. Yes, Guardiola has been chopping and changing with players, trying to keep them rested and and fit. But is it working? Is are there too many changes? Well, there's a huge chance for Sterling, which he fluffed which he should have done better on, a good safekeeper. But if that goes in, it's probably a very different story. Um, I think he has been hampered of injuries a little bit. And I suppose well, even with the changes, you can't necessarily legislate for Fernandinho. He's been such a key part to this City-winning uh, team. We often praise him when we're doing this, and he gets praised all over the uh, football community. Quite rightly so as well. Um, and he... The game for me hinges on the fact that he makes a very uncharacteristic mistake when he's pressed on the ball. Yeah, it was late on in the game uh, and conceded that penalty that Matt Ritchie put away. Just. Although there were some delaying tactics by Edison. Well, we f- I thought that at the time. However, I have seen today that he may now be out for a couple of weeks. Edison. Really? Yeah, I have seen he's now fresh. He's an actual injury concern for Manchester City now. I didn't see what the injury was to do with. No, it wasn't particularly clear on what they were treating. I've not had a chance to look into the story properly. But on the way up here, I saw um, that, that that was a fresh uh, injury problem for City. And and if it is, that is that could be very, very damaging to City's title. Uh, credentials because yeah because I, I think Bravo key. is injured at the moment and their yeah. backup goalkeeper is Murich who's been Murich. playing in the cups yeah maybe he's not a bad backup but no um, Guardiola after the match was very unhappy with how his team pack played he said they were too Smart. slow not aggressive enough and they were losing most of the second balls 
Yeah, Newcastle, uh, to use a cliche, Newcastle wanted it more. Yeah. Um, they got some real noise behind them last, uh, in, in the stage, and the Geordies were proper up for this one. Rafa is just absolutely adored there, isn't he? He's absolutely loved by the, absolutely loved by the Newcastle people and fans. He knows how to set a team up as well, doesn't he? We've seen that in the various clubs that he's been at, whether that be in the Premier League, in Italy, in Spain. He knows how to set a team up against whoever he's playing, whether it's a, a top club or whether it's a club down the bottom. Tactically, he's one of the best managers in the world. He, yeah. uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He masterminded Valencia to the Liga. That's where he sort of made his name. Uh, and he always had a plan. And he always got. He's always got a plan. And the fact Newcastle are out of relegation zone and have a good chance of staying up is pretty much down to him because the squad's not great. A few good players. Rondon, I think, has been an excellent signing for them. And I think he could be one of the reasons they do stay up because he's a bully. Mm. In, in the positive sense of the word, he's a bully. He causes problems. He's very good in the air. Uh, he holds his hold-up players excellent in this game. They, Newcastle had a way out because they defended. Has, they defended a lot of the game. It has been in the last couple of games mm. that he's played in, and he's playing to his strengths. Whereas you see other teams, they're not playing their strikers <laughs> that they got to the strengths that they have. No, um, but his say his hold-up play in particular was very very impressive. And when Newcastle needed to get the ball out, he was there to hold it up and uh, you know let them calm things down. I, I thought it was an exceptional game. Good signing. Yeah, I think he could keep them up. There was one incident in the first half that could have had City going 2-0 up. A De Bruyne free kick that was taken quickly to Aguero, and Aguero put the ball in the back of the net. But it was chalked off for being taken before the whistle was blown, and De Bruyne was consequently booked for it. From looking back at this, the referee clearly tells De Bruyne to wait for the whistle, and he doesn't wait for the whistle. Yep. Um, I saw the pundits who did the match afterwards, or doing it for BT, agreed. Uh, Robbie Savage was of the opinion that it should have been the referee's done the right thing. And, and so am I. He's clearly told De Bruyne, no, wait till I give you the signal. He, he plays it quickly, and I think it, the goal is correctly chalked off and is uh, probably the booking. I booking gonna, might be a bit harsh. I was going to say, do you think it's right to be for a booking for that? Well, in a way, I suppose it's an informal or unnatural, perhaps, uh, show of dissent. The ref's told mm. you to do something and you haven't done it. Now, it's not very sportsmanship either. The referee's told you yeah. that, you know, wait for the whistle. He hasn't done. Yeah, I can see why he's been booked. There have been a couple of incidences over the weekend where players have been booked for strange, strange things. Yes. Um, <coughs> maybe this is just another one of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, perhaps the yellow card's a little bit harsh, but I think the goal being chalked off uh, is perfectly fair. Yeah. The ref made it abundantly clear what he was expecting, and he wasn't listened to. Yes, certainly. One thing I did notice in the second half. Dubravka wasn't really challenged in the no, Newcastle goal. No. The the attempts that Manchester City were having were from outside the box. They weren't they weren't doing what you would typically find from City, which is getting around the sides and getting the ball across the box. No, well I think you summed it up perfectly a bit earlier on. You said they were slow. They were, yeah. they were too slow, the builder play wasn't there. Cold night in Newcastle, fans against you. I just wonder if City wanted it enough I think perhaps they thought in the end their quality would tell and I wonder if that harks back a little bit to the game last year where they were nil-nil for a long time Newcastle set the set up to not concede and I think it was around the, was it around the 80th minute Aguero scored mm. they won the game 1-0 so I wonder if they thought again this was going to be similar to that they'll, they'll get their goal eventually because they're Manchester mm. City obviously with the matches that Manchester City have got coming up they've yeah. got a lot of fixtures in what the next 25 30 days mm. and against big teams as well well you're going to do us no favors whatsoever oh no not at all we don't no. plan to no uh, i really don't care if we get beaten on is it tuesday wednesday i think 
Wednesday. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not too bothered whether they beat us. No. Arsenal could be an interesting one. Because you don't know who you're going to get with Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, they can turn up one day, get beaten by United, but turn up another day and beat Chelsea. But then, of course, Chelsea also play City. Again, I don't know what to expect from that. Chelsea mm. obviously beat City earlier on, the reverse fixture. And oh, I hope all three teams win. And, of course, they've got their uh, Champions League games. Yes, well, they're they're to, be fair, uh, to be fair, they're, they're winning at a cancer. Schalke in a very poor, poor set Do of Do you think they'll actually rest players during the Champions League games? Yeah. yeah. Th- this time round, yes, because they've, they've got a favourable draw. Yeah. Um, I expect Liverpool to rest against Bayern as far as possible as well. I think Klopp is focused solely on the on Premier the league. league. Yeah, um, hence why you went out of the FA Cup. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think while we've got to play in the Champions League, I think we'll see a few changes and tweaks in there. We'll see possibly Sturridge start one of those games, mm. but we'll get to that in a bit later on. Well, moving on to probably one of the games of the week, uh, Fulham against Brighton. Mm-hmm. Brighton went... 2-0 up early on, two goals from Glenn Murray back on the score sheet after yes, eight yes. games, I think. Um, and then they turned off at half-time and Fulham absolutely came out of the traps and went on to score four in the second half and yeah. Mitrovic was key. But bonkers game, this one. Mad. Um, when I saw that Bright were two up, I was pretty much, yeah, that's done, Fulham are, yeah. are down. We, ha- we haven't seen Fulham fight this season like they did in this game. No, no, uh, absolutely I, not. I wonder whether it's Ranieri getting into the players or the players realising at half-time that actually <laughs> we're in trouble here, we yeah. need to do something. Well, I thought Ryan Babel had an excellent game on this one. Uh, I think he's been quite a shrewd signing for them. Yeah. Adds a little bit extra. Um, Mitrovic, if you give him the chances, he will score you a goal. Yeah. And we've said before that he may well be the reason Fulham stay up because he offers something that some of the other teams down there do not have, which is a you know a double-figure striker. Yeah, you, know, you, you don't. You can't say the same about <coughs> Cardiff. We'll obviously come on to the tragedy surrounding mm. there. You can't say the same about Huddersfield. You can't really say the same against for Southampton, really. Mm. Um, but with Newcastle, with Rondon, Fulham, with Mitrovic, you have those ten goals a season, men, which may be the reason you stay in the Premier League. Yeah, in the, in the first half, Fulham only had one shot. That was it. Um, and in the second half, they went on and almost peppered. Brighton's goal. Oh, and mad. Cer- certainly deserved to come out with yeah. the win. Crossbars, saves. Yeah, I mean, you say Mitrovic gets his two. He played very, very well. Uh, for them in the second half, were a different team. They they did play exceptionally mm. well. Slightly concerning for Brighton. That that's a uh, you know away at Fulham. Yeah, but Brighton away from home, we know that they're not the same team as oh, they no, are. But if you turn up at half time, you would expect to get go through. And um, Chris Hewton wasn't happy with the way they were defending in the second half. Um, well, it was very un-Chris Hewton-like, wasn't it? The, yes. the way Brighton played in the second half. Um, uh, Chris Hewton's side depend, uh, tends to be strong at the back, have a good base, and then yep. play play your strengths from there. Yeah, both teams had only got five points from the last p- t- possible 24, so I, I think this was certainly more crucial for Fulham to win yes. because of the position that Brighton are in at the moment. But that could have taken Brighton 10 points clear of the drop. Yes, which would probably at this stage be enough. Yes, certainly. But, as you say, Fulham had to win to stay in touch with uh, you know, the teams just outside the relegation zone. Yeah, especially with, um, obviously, Newcastle winning. We'll go on to talk about Burnley getting the draw at United. Southampton get a good point. Yeah. What this does do, that win, we'll come on to their matchup at the end, or towards the end. This, for me, effectively now relegates Huddersfield. Yeah, you don't see much coming from Huddersfield at the moment. No. no. 
moving on to possibly second biggest shock of the week. Although we we, we knew something was going to happen down on the south coast at Bournemouth, didn't we? We did. We did. They ran out four nil winners. Yeah, and what was bizarre about this one? It was nil nil at half time, <laughs> which was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bournemouth score all four in the second half. Um, and the second half, they they tore through Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. Oh, they're almost getting like a West Ham. You don't know which Chelsea team is going to turn up and what performance you're going to get out of them. I mean, the game had gone completely differently because Higuain has a big chance in the first half, yep. superbly saved by Boric. That's why he's in ahead of Begovic. Yeah, Kante also had a chance, but Kante's not the player you want having those chances. No, no actually, I thought Higuain played well. His movement was good. He had a couple of chances. I think he, he'll be better than Morata. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the double figures before the end of the season. Right. I think, yeah, he looked good. I was impressed. I was impressed. It's only the first appearance, but his link-up play was good. He was making the right movements. And nine times out of ten, that goes in. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a freakish save, really. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, Wilson didn't start, wasn't in the squad. Nice, no, out injured apparently. Mm, how much you want to believe in that? Because he played last week, didn't he? Yeah, but I think it's... But yeah, there, there aren't any rumours tonight about him going there, especially now Higuain's there. No, um, I think that um, anything that Wilson related to being the summer, I think Bournemouth yeah. would refuse to sell at this point as well. You can understand that as well from any house point of view, although their season is pretty much over, being out both the Cups. But Yeah, they're, they're one of those sides that can still get seventh, still get into Europe, and I think that's what they're going to be aiming for, because that would be a real success for them this season. And they're, they're a team that's constantly on the up, and when you've got players like Brooks and King performing yeah. to their potential, then they're able to fight for those positions. I thought Klein had a very good game as well. An excellent pass, to, which led up to the uh, third, which yep. um brilliant through ball. I'll come on to a bit more when we talk about Liverpool when I get into my full ramp mode. For <laughs> um, Chelsea, I'm not sure what uh, Sarri came out afterwards and said that, oh, maybe I can't motivate these players. I mean, the wheels seem to be very much falling off already. Oh, I think you're going to struggle to motivate your players when you go out in the press and say they're not mentally good enough. Mm. And when when you're giving that opinion of them yes sometimes you might get a reaction but the majority of the time if a manager comes out and criticises his players they're going to recluse and they're going to yeah. get yeah. there's going to be voids in the team and there's going to be little cliques that try and go against the manager I think one of the problems is that he was brought in to play Sari Ball yep. and that's which, got to be the plan which started at at the start of the season went really well but I don't think that works in the Premier League I don't think Sarival right. works in the Premier League it works in Italy which is a, a generally a slower league yes but when Napoli last season the Champions League when Napoli came against any of the teams that played high tempo they crumbled mm. they did a bit this season in the Champions League they crumbled a little bit I yeah. mean they're unlucky not to go through in many ways but they came against the high press of Liverpool Paris which has Saint-Germain's quick play yeah. and Belgrade's quick movement across the pitch and they, they, they lost out and I, I don't think the Sarri ball suits the Premier League speeds I think it's very easy to play against I think initially when he came in it shocked because it was new mm. which is why they had such a good yes. run of results I think people have worked out very quickly that if you sit on Jorginho or you sit on whoever's in that ball playing role just, just get a lad and say right you go sit on him for the entire game mm. I don't do anything else yep. sit on him you, you break the flow yeah but yeah Tottenham showed that when they yeah. came up against them <laughs> Um, and they were able to nullify the game and then yeah. they could still play their own football minus a man it's also, it's also painfully obvious where Chelsea's weak points are oh, and yeah. it's so easy to exploit them you see yeah. David Luiz in time Luiz on the ball pressure him 
Yeah. Whoever's, whoever's within 10 yards, sprint at him because he's going to do something erratic. Yeah, he's... We all thought that he was this ball-playing centre-back and he would do well in like a defensive midfield role. Yeah. But mm. since... Because well, as, as defensive midfield, he's got something behind him when he inevitably cocks up. Yes. Um, and being back in that centre-back position, they haven't got too many options and no. he's almost being forced to play Rudiger and Luis oh, every week. Play Christensen. He was doing so well when he when was... Cahill. I know Cahill may have lost a yard of pace, yeah. but he's got the intelligence there to know where he needs to be yep. when he needs to be there. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand that, I have to say. Um, also, if you're a, a team playing Chelsea, just shoot a Kepa because he doesn't hold much. No, he, he made one good save, but it was very much right at him. Mm. And he didn't hold on to that, he punched that away. I'm not overly convinced by him, I have to say. No, but... I'm not saying I'm not writing him off completely, but you, I'm not. You could put him in the same category as when De Gea came into the league. You could he's he's going to have a wobbly... Probably a couple of first seasons, which De Gea did. But on the flip side of that, Edison and Allison haven't had those wobbles. They came straight in and have been sublime. No, but they are slightly older. That is fair. That is fair. Um, I think Kepa's only 21 still. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a fair rebuttal. Which is mad to think that he's the most expensive goalkeeper in the world at that point. Yeah, but, I mean, Athletic knew that Chelsea needed a goalkeeper. Yeah. So basically we're whacking over 25 mil on what we think he's worth. Certainly. Uh, moving on now, uh, it's rant time as we look at... Sit back, listeners. Uh, as we look at Liverpool-Leicester, which finished one all last night. Um, well, I messaged you, livid. Early goal from Mane. Yeah. You all thought, three minutes in, hey, looking good. Take advantage of Man City getting beaten the day before. And then just before half-time, Harry Maguire knocks in when your defenders have gone to sleep. Yep. from a free free kick yep. um, and in the second half you didn't actually produce much I swagged away one save yeah but yeah it is very much rant time for me now and I've got a couple of things to rant about so you might not get a word in for a few moments that's fine I'll sit back and have a drink good idea so we should have been two up Firmino should score when he is a beautiful touch beautiful bit of skill and he should do better good save for Michael but he should do better the goal I'm furious about because it's such a sh- Stupid foul by Andy Robertson. There's no need. Oh, yeah. Bernardo's caught up with him and dealing with it. There's yeah, no need. He's, ni- he's just run into the back of him, hasn't he? He's crossed because he lost the ball, Robertson. Yeah. He's lost and he's 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 on that. Yeah, he's got crossed and he's kicked out in frustration. But it's so stupid because he's going nowhere. Bernardo's got back at him. Bernardo was my man of the match, by the way. And we were mm. talking about him. But I thought he, I think he is superb. But yeah, we give away a goal, a giveaway a three kick. Defend the first ball really well. Get it out. It's not bad. And then everyone goes to sleep. Excellent finish by Harry Maguire. I'm not going to get on Van Dijk's back too much for switching off there. I think he's earned one error considering how Mm. huge he has been. But my overall problems with last night were were twofold in many ways. First of all, one opportunity we've wasted. And we didn't come unlucky in the sense that we peppered the goal. It just wasn't our night. We didn't create anything. We were very slow. We were lethargic. We were static. Uh, we couldn't seem to play any sort of tempo, high-paced balls at the top end. I'm not sure Naby Keita's ever played football before because he was abysmal all night. One, one tackle was about 10 years too late. Oh, he, he's frustrating me and I think it's, it's painfully clear now that Fabinho has to start for Liverpool. When he came on, he drove, he played attacking balls. Yeah, sure, they didn't all come off, but he was forcing the ball forward every time he got it. In a way, Cater hasn't done. I, I really was upset with Cater last night. He's not worked out 
anywhere near like I'd hoped he would. Do you think he should have had a penalty when he was brought down? Yes, I think it's a clear penalty. Yeah. I think it's a clear penalty. He's gone to shoot. Okay, it's not his shooting foot that's been taken up. He's lost his standing leg. To me, it is a penalty. He scuffed the shot, yes, but to me, it, it is a penalty. When when I first saw it, I I didn't think it was a penalty, and that's not not just through bias against Liverpool. No. no. Um, the angle that I saw it at, I thought he's just missed. I've mishit it, or he's kicked his own leg. Um, and then the more replays that I saw, you could see the foot come across in front of his left leg. But I'm still not convinced because I think he's off balance in the first place. All I would say is that he had two touches beforehand which he should have shot from. He didn't need to mm. keep going and narrowing the angle. But there we go. I thought he was quite poor and I was very disappointed for him. Very impressive with Vinaldo and Fabinho. My other point is, and you know I've got a very love-hate relationship with Jordan Henderson. Yes. I'm not Everyone blaming him does. at all last night. I thought he was excellent considering it's not his natural position. He cut the ball out well all night. He used the ball well all night. Not got a problem with him at all. But how have we ended up in a position where Jordan Henderson is playing right back? We saw Klein shine for Bournemouth, and that's not the yeah. first time he's played well for Bournemouth since no. going there. Why have we been? Why is the club allowed Klein to go out on loan with Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's had an injury hit season and a form hit season? Mm. He's not been as good as he was last year. No. And you've got James Milner as backup, who is. I love him as a professional. I love him as a as a footballer he's, not he's a slow he's lost half a yard of pace we saw against Palace that he's not really a defender anymore no. and he will be caught out so why has Klein been allowed to go out on loan if you sent Camacho out on loan to Bournemouth I completely get that mm. I, I don't understand Klein going out on loan I'm, I think he offers something more going forward as well than Henderson because Henderson's not a winger no I, I think the fact that Klein has gone out on loan because he wants that first team game time and I don't think knowing that Alexander Arnold is probably your first choice right back. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. But he's he's been injured a lot. He has been injured a lot, but it still doesn't guarantee Klein the first team football because Milner is arguably a better cover defensively than Klein is. I disagree. I think Klein's better now now because I think Klein's got the pace. Mm. The thing that sticks in my throat the most is that this was such a good chance. City won't lose many more games this season, if any, and we're, we're no better off really because if we've got the seven gap point gap. Effectively, we need to lose three games. Effectively, yeah. City need to win those three games we lose. Before last night, we needed to lose two games. Yeah. After last night, we need to lose two games. So actually, we're no, we're no better off. We're no better off now than we were, apart from one point. Mm. But that one point could be crucial at the end of the season. It could be, but I think that when City offer you a gift like that, and you're at home, mm. under lights in Anf- Anfield, I'd say, if we chuck the kitchen sink and it, we'd hit the post, we'd hit the bar, Schmeichel's yeah. you know, performing saves that his dad would have been proud of at the start. <laughs> you know, I'd go, right, do you know what? We gave everything tonight. It wasn't to be. Mm. But the fact we, as you say, we made one effort in the first half, uh, second half, rather. Good save by Schmeichel. Firmino should score, but it's a good save. Less with the better chances in this game. Yeah, you, you seem lacklustre. I don't know whether it was pitch conditions or... No, I'll tell you what it was, because uh, I, I don't know why Klopp's blaming the pitch. It's childish, to be honest. The reason is we never do well when we have a 10-day break, historically. I don't see why we, we went away to Dubai. Van Dijk got sick while he was out there. <laughs> I don't understand it. Stay at home and, you know, and uh, I, I'm few, I, I can't even put into words. I, I can tell. I don't understand how we're so slow and lethargic. That's what's irritated me the most, is how slow and lethargic we were. On the flip side of it, Leicester, a draw for them, probably care. a good result, 
don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, let's look. Probably let's a good result, especially with the position that Claude Peel is said to be in. Yeah, Leicester deserves it. It doesn't the take them into the top half, no. but they're what level on points with a couple of other teams. Yes, yeah. it keeps him there a little bit longer. Yeah, it's until the end of the season. Yeah, that's a good point for Leicester. Oh, they played well, don't get me wrong. They had a game plan. It was quite boring to watch. They stuck 10 men behind the ball, but it worked. Yeah. They didn't really have a serious chance in the second half either, really. Uh, right. Firmino nearly scores an own goal. Excellent save by Alisson. Yeah. Um, that could be crucial. Alisson made a couple of good saves, um, although he was, <coughs> he was fairly lucky getting away from Vardy at one point in the first half. Yeah. But yeah, it was... It was an okay game to watch for the neutral. Yeah, I'm looking for my glasses, yeah. which was awful. Yeah. Just before we do move uh, away from this game, just quickly, Harry Maguire obviously scored the equaliser. Yep. He had an excellent game period. Him and Chilwell were very, very impressive. But should he have been on the pitch? Incident in the first half, Evans misses the ball. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how he missed that ball. Takes his off, he does this. And Mane is through, and Maguire... Clips his heels to stop him being through. And this is about on the halfway line. I was going to say, it's about five yards inside his own half. The ball the through... The booked. The ball through is fairly hefty. Yep. Now, there's a question to whether Mane will actually get there or whether Schmeichel will get there, which I think is in the referee's mind. Yeah, I think Mane gets there first because of the speed. And also, with the angle that the ball was travelling at, whether it's a goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah. Because it was, it was down into the channel, and so there's an argument that defenders are going to be able to make it back to the box in time, along yep. with what, what the goalkeeper can provide. I'd, prob- I, I'd probably agree with you. It's quite sickening that it's Maguire and the equalisers, but I think I'd probably yeah. agree with you. It's a long way out. It is a long way out. The pitch is slow and holding the ball up because mm. of the conditions. As you say, it's not guaranteed to score. It's not clear for a goal. I think... With his pace, he probably does get the ball first, Mane. But, mm, yeah, trying to take my little hat off. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think a booking's correct. I, I saw it more as a coming together. No, I, I think, think Maguire knows what he's doing yeah. in that he does. He wants to stop Mane getting there as quick as possible. But I think Mane's made the most of it by going over. I think he could probably have stayed on his feet. But he wouldn't have got there. So, it's all immaterial now. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, if it if it goes for your team, then you're happy. If it goes against you, then you're bloody miserable like this. Yes. Anyway, moving down to London, and the what did you say? Thirty odd thousand that watched six. Yeah, sixty odd thousand empty seats. From what I remember. Yeah, the thirty odd thousand that watched Tottenham against Watford. Yeah. A local derby. You'd expect more people to be there, considering it is within London. Yeah. Um, and a game that we foresaw Tottenham could have issues in. Yep. Watford went one 0 up, um, and it was fairly late on in the second half where Tottenham came back and scored those two goals to get them the two-one win. Crucial win for Tottenham after the week they've had. Very much so, especially with um, Chelsea losing, Man United not being able to take advantage. Um, mm-hmm. it, it gives them that little buffer to City, City lose them as well. They're now only two points behind City. Yeah, it gives them a buffer also to be, to the three clubs behind them. Yeah, it does. They're, they're <coughs> delighted to have Son back. Oh, he was magnificent, wasn't he? he yeah, they've mi- they missed him. It makes them tick, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, Watford went ahead through a corner. Tottenham 
just for my house to defend. Yeah, it was a it was a scrappy goal. It was yeah. bundled in by Cathcart, I think. It was indeed, yeah. Um, and then Llorente missed a glorious opportunity. Good save by... He's a yard out. It's almost Carol-esque, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, all I would say, he's trying to get the ball over... His foot over, over the ball. He's also trying to get it over Foster, who's yeah. right in front of him. Um, I can see how he's missed it more than perhaps Carroll missed his a couple of weeks ago. But at this level, you'd expect um, uh, him to score. Yeah, he should do. Kane scores. Oh, definitely. Um, I think Kane would have probably scored on the first chance. In in that little period of play, I think Kane would have got ahead with the possibly, defender. Possibly, um, But yeah, Tottenham dug themselves out, which they, they needed to. Yes, this has need- been a very damaging loss if it had gone through. Certainly. Um, and... They've they don't look like they can sign anyone in the window, what? which doesn't really surprise you if you're a Spurs fan. And they need Kane back as soon as possible if they've got any hope of beating Manchester City to second. Yeah. And especially keeping in the top four. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll probably just about keep the top four. I would like to predict who the fourth team is at the minute. No. Um, um a slightly damaging result for Watford. They've been on a, a, a decent run. Uh, Watford's they're they're a bit of an up and down <coughs> team. They're in the Everton Cup. Yes. And they'll probably finish probably finish top ten, I thought. Yeah, I think they'll finish ninth. That's a good season for but isn't it really? Particularly if they get a cup run together as well. Yeah. Into the next rounds. Um they yeah, you know, I think a you know, quarter final of the cup, ninth, that's a good season for Watford, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so, but the, what the players they have and the resource they have available—that's quite a—that's quite a good season for them, I suggest. So, yeah, I, I think that's, I think they're okay. I think that's good. Well, there weren't, wasn't too much going on in the match either. No, there, wasn't, there wasn't any iffy decisions, or it was a fairly drab match. Yeah, Isaac success having a go at um, the ball boy. Yeah, the um, ball boy hanging on to the ball for too long when uh, the Watford man wanted it back ended up punching it out of his arms and um, I think the referee goes over to speak to him about it yeah. There's, we, we've seen it with Hazard haven't we in, yeah in fact, Hazard against Swansea. kick the ball boy yes but the ball boy was laying on the ball yeah but I mean even so it's a child you just kicked yeah. a child <laughs> um, and, and you saw afterwards that the ball boy sort of like winked to the top yeah, of the players yeah you know he was doing I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't have much sympathy but people make a, a mountain out of a mole here on, on this one Isaac says his cross because he wants the ball. Yeah, yeah. He's not done anything particularly out of line. He's not slapped the kid. He's not <laughs> kicked him. He's not threatened him. He's knocked ball out of his hands and probably trying to f- expletive off, isn't he? Yeah. So moving on to a, a much more exciting game, mm. in my opinion, uh, at Old Trafford, Oligonia Solskjaer just keeps up his unbeaten record mm-hmm. due to two very late goals from United. It's a game they would have lost though a couple yeah, months ago. Certainly. Um, Finished two all against Burnley. Burnley, you're almost back to the old Burnley that we know. They are, and they also Man United's bogey too. I know you're the, all about the stats, hmm. but in their five seasons in the Premier League, Man United have never done the double over Burnley. Really? Didn't know that. So, they are a bit of a bogey team for them. Um, look, however, however good this point is for Burnley, there must be part of Sean Dyche thinking they left a bit behind here, being two up with ten minutes to play. Oh uh, yeah, you. I know it's at Old Trafford. And I know the momentum that United have have, have had, but when you've played so well, kept your structure so yeah. well for what eighty-five minutes, mm-hmm. and then they go and concede the pe- Hendrik 
concedes the penalty. Any complaints? I haven't actually seen it. Right, I've, um, no, I've not got any complaints. Dyche wasn't too happy. It's an arm on the shoulder, I've heard. And yeah, Dyche. He's, he's gone down easy, but in the modern day game, it's one if of you those, get touched in the box. It's one of those that if that's happening to his player down the other end, he's screaming for a penalty. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's soft, but it, the law of the land and the way it is nowadays, it is a penalty. Um, but Dyche was fairly happy with the result. They're now unbeaten in five. Yeah. They've pulled a couple of points away from the drop zone. Yeah. And as I've said, they they look like they're back to the Burnley last season. Well, more structure, <coughs> better defensively, and it coincides with Heaton coming back. Yes, I was going to, the question I always ask when we get these sort of results in is, how many of the teams down the bottom will go to Old Trafford and get a point? Yeah. And Not there won't many. be many. So that's a very, very good point for Burnley. Three would have been magnificent. Magnificent, yep. But I think they will probably have enough to stay up now. I, I, I think that they're probably, yeah, they're going to have enough to stay to stay in the division. I thought there's three worse teams than Burnley at this present time. Yes, um, United were very slow in the first half. Yeah. Uh, according to Solskjaer, he wasn't happy with how they started, um, and they they showed more of what they're about in the second half. Yes, they did. Um, Although they left it very very <coughs> late. Um, question of Fergie time because Sean Dice wasn't quite sure where the uh, five minutes added on No, and I can sympathise with him on that point actually because I, I must admit I'm not sure where the five minutes comes from but you've got to stay switched on for those five minutes it's yep. the Premier League So United unbeaten in eight now how long is the run going to go on? Well have you seen the fixtures coming up for them? Oh yeah it's fairly difficult isn't it? That's going to be a huge February's a huge month for them Yeah, but I suppose in many ways Solskjaer's got the, the the beauty that he's under no pressure whatsoever. I was going to say, he's in a position where he's caretaker manager at the moment and he's like, well, I've just come in to fill a gap. Yep. Or, if they do really well, he's come in and stamped his claim on having the job full time. <coughs> yeah. Um, From his point of view, he's not going to get sacked for losing the next six games. No. So, he's in quite that enviable position, I suppose, that he's there to the end of the season and he can now play with freedom and go, right, let's see what we can do. Because... You know, no one's really expecting anything from Manchester United. No one's really expecting too much from him, and uh, they they will lose the game. They will lose the game. There's this, the old Manchester United defensive frailties were present in this one. Yeah. Um, and I think better teams than Burnley. No disrespect to Burnley, but better teams, they play Liverpool, they play City in the coming uh, weeks. Well, you know, if you're Mane or if you're uh, Sane, you must be looking at some of those defensive errors and rubbing your hands together mm, uh, as will Mbappe and Cavani yes but not Neymar who's no. injured again no missed the last five <laughs> five seasons at this point that correlated his sister's birthday conspiracy what conspiracy <laughs> not too much more to say on that man no I, I think a draw is probably fair in the end to be honest both teams played well United probably they, they really would have wanted the win before going into this match yeah but Especially with the result that Chelsea had, they could have gone above them. Yeah, but if you told um, a Manchester United fan that you're going to be 2-0 down in five minutes to play and you're going to get a 2 draw, they'd bit your hand off. Yeah, certainly. Moving on to Wolves against West Ham now. Mm. I'm not sure West Ham played football this week. No, it was Whether they awesome. turned up at all. Pellegrini wasn't too sure that they that they turned up either. He said it was impossible to play worse than they did. Oh, there's no point making any more 
confidence when it's there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, all I would say, very, 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 very important clean sheet for Wolves. Yes. That's been their Achilles heel. Um, so chucked three at Leicester uh, the week before. Yep. Uh, chucked two at Shrewsbury. Hmm. Um, so it's very important that they got a clean sheet in this one. And you're right, West Ham didn't return really up. Big blow to West Ham that Arnautovic has taken off injured. Yeah, just apparently, new deal. apparently he wasn't playing too well before that. He no. had one of those typical bad Arnautovic appearances. Um, and as you said, he got injured having just signed that new deal to confirm that he's going to be at the club till at least the end of the season. Yeah, um, slightly surprised. Happy he stayed. Yes. Um, obviously, Fellaini's gone to the Chinese Super League. I've got no problem with that. No. He's, at a, what, he's got two years left, realistically. Yeah. And he's not going to be a Manchester United first team regular anymore. No. Nope. Really has gone. Good luck to him. Good luck. <coughs> um, Fabianski was probably West Ham's best player. Yeah, he's, he has been regularly this we season. We say almost week in, week yeah. out. He was the one that kept it to only 3 0. Yeah. And the two star performers for me for Wolves were Raul Jimenez, who's in on loan, scored two goals, along with Moutinho, Jean yeah. Moutinho. And Jot played well as well. Um, who got two assists. Yeah. Um, the, the key for Wolves at the moment are their wing backs. Oh, yeah. Doc- um, Doc- Doherty Jim. and um, Johnny. Who's just signed permanently. Yeah. £18 million pound deal from Atletico. Great. They they're key to getting Wolves both up and back on the pitch. <coughs> they are very much so. West Ham, uh, it's getting quite late in the window now. West Ham really need a striker for me. You think so? Yeah. Well, we'll take on Atwood out. Who's the striker? Hernandez, Carroll. I revert to my original question. <laughs> Hernandez hasn't scored a goal outside the box in his professional career. Andy Carroll is Andy Carroll. <laughs> Say you've now got the chance to sign those to Everton. I'd have Hernandez. I'd certainly have Hernandez because he could put the ball in the back of the net. He can do it. He doesn't do it very often. Um, I, the issue with West Ham, as Pellegrini has said, is there's not enough depth. They said they had 15 fit players for the game. Yeah, no, I can I understand that. But they signed this time last year. They signed that Hoigel, jumper him, Hoigel, Hugil. I can't remember how you pronounce his oh, name. Oh, Josh Hugil. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. yeah. I mean, that works well, doesn't it? Yeah, but I, I think the West Ham team of this season, they they've probably looked at the market and thought. Are there any players out there that can actually improve our first team? I don't think there are. Callum Wilson. If Arnautovic had gone, then yes. Okay. Because I don't think they've got the money otherwise. Peter Crouch, I argue, is a good signing for them. <laughs> Great signing for Burn. They've just obviously finished talking about them. But uh, Finally, Wolves could have had a penalty as well. Yep. Um, Masaraku brought down Doherty. I haven't seen the incident. Um, so it's like Arsene Wenger tonight. Yeah. Um... But that that could have just poured more misery onto West Ham last night if it had been given. Yeah, I mean, as it turns out, this contentious penalty or non-penalty isn't really an issue. Uh, West Ham were comfortably beaten, well beaten. Um, and Wolves, when they play like that, they're very, very good. They are. And that's the reason that they're seventh in the league at the moment. Indeed. Uh, sad evening at the Emirates for Arsenal who beat Cardiff 2-1. Obviously... Tributes pouring in at uh, throughout the game to uh, Salah or Salah, sorry. Um, yeah, it's not much we can really add to this, is it? It's it a tragic was, event. It was Cardiff's first first game since the crash. Yeah. Um, or suspected crash, we should say. Yeah, so it's a freak accident. Um, suspected freak accident. It is. 
you can't account for it in any way. No. Um, but I think the way that Cardiff dealt with it, the way that Non have dealt with it, has been very humble. I thought Arsenal showed a good side of class as well. He was printed on the programme. Yes. Um, yeah, he was named at the bottom of the programme, which is is something that you would expect from Arsenal, the type of club they are. Yeah, they are showing their class. There's only small things you can do, but it's a nice little small gesture. Yep. Um, I'm not sure we can really add much more to the Salah um, news. It, it is terribly sad. Mm. Moving on to the football, that's what we're here to talk about. Quite a dull game. Cardiff perhaps could have got a point on another night. Fairly dull. Um, Warnock suggested that this was their best game of the season. And... I wonder whether that was because they were playing with that emotion. Yeah. Um, in the first half, Arsenal were poor. Yeah, Arsenal they were very were poor great. in the first half. But at half-time, uh, Unai Emery made a substitution, brought Alex Awobi on. And Emery's very good at noticing what's wrong and making that change he is very good when, when that. it's needed. Yeah. I can't recall how many half-time substitutions he's made this season, but he's one of the highest in the league. But they normally work. And as you say, they do normally work. Um, in this game, it looks like they have. Obviously, Aubameyang had the penalty and um, Lacazette got the second. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a late goal by Mendes Lang for Cardiff. Yeah. Uh, so on another night, they could have got a point. They didn't play badly, Cardiff. They played fairly well. Cardiff actually had more shots than Arsenal in the game. Yeah. However, only two of those 19 shots were on target, which uh, is where the problem is at Cardiff. I was going to say, without trying to sound trite or flippant or anything like that, they need a striker. Yeah. Um, um, and also, they haven't got one. No. Uh, Warnock wasn't very happy with one of his defenders, Ekule Mang- Magna. Um, he made a tackle in the first half, and he also gave away the penalty. He did, and, and as I said, at half-time, he Warnock said... Warnock said at half-time to him, don't give away those stupid fouls, and then yeah. in the second half he goes and gives away the penalty. Yeah, I think Warnock knew that they got away with in the first half. Yes, um, and he said at half time, "I said, look, just watch yourself for mm. these." And then, as you say, foolish tackle. Um, Aubameyang's a very good player, isn't he? Oh. He's, he's excellent, player. he's excellent, isn't he? I think he's fastest in recent history, Arsenal history, to get to twenty-five Premier League goals. Yep. Faster than Omri, <laughs> faster than Ian Wright. That's when you know you've got a good player on your hands. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that he's into he's what twenty eight now. Yeah, I think he might even be older than that actually. Um, and if he comes to the league sooner, then he may have taken a couple of other records. Yeah, he's flirted the Premier League for a couple of seasons. And I know Liverpool have been heavily linked for a yep. couple of seasons. And Huddersfield lost again, and that for me we mentioned it briefly earlier. This is probably now officially. Well, it's not officially, but in my eyes, officially relegates Huddersfield. They're not staying in this division. No. They don't create enough. They don't score enough. They don't look. I mean, it's hard to, have to see them scoring a goal again, let alone winning another football match. Well, obviously, this was Jan Seawert's first game for them. Yeah. Um, and he said in the post-match conference that his team did create chances in this match. There were a couple of fantastic saves that Pickford made. Yeah. Um, and on another day they might go in yeah. and against another team they might go in which it's good that they're creating the chances but they're lacking that forward that as we said earlier is going to go out and get a double figure worth of goals uh, yeah, as, uh, as I mentioned earlier you look at uh, uh, you look at Newcastle you look at Fulham and you say they've got a 10 goal in a season man in that squad you look at Huddersfield have they got a five goal a season man in the squad? Probably not. not. Really. Um, so Richarlison's early goal in the third minute 
gave Everton the one 0 win. Yeah, Lewis unlucky. It's a very good stop of the first effort. Yeah, Huddersfield stood still. Can't do anything with the second no, one. It comes back to him yeah. too quickly. Yeah. Uh, Pickford made some excellent saves. One from a free kick that was given away courtesy of Digne. Yep. Um, having only been on the field eleven minutes, then gets sent off. Yeah, I'm in two minds about Digne on that one. Um, First of all, it's his error to let the player in behind him. Yes. Uh, which, obviously, he's trying to make up for. And then he concedes free kick rather than a penalty. So in that way, I can see why he's done it. Because yep. I think if he goes in one-on-one with Pickford, he'll score. But my my, my flip argument to that is that you look where he's brought him down. Mm. He's got time to get goals. He's got time to get goals signed on it. Arguably, yes. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not like the Maguire one where it's at the top of the pitch. Yeah. We discussed earlier on. Digne is on his heels that far out of the penalty area. He's got, it's not slow. Mm, He's got no. time to get back and get goal side or, or at least start, you know, pushing him wide. Yeah. And, but as you say, I suppose you only have a, flip, split, you know, a split, split second to think about it. Yeah, and <coughs> as you say, what's the lesser two evils? A penalty or uh, a free kick. Although, of course, he did get sent off and that is going to cost him three matches because of straight red. Yep. And it means that Everton has to play obviously a fair while of 10 men. So And it also cost both of us in our fantasy teams this oh, week. I don't talk about that. It's been a crap week for that. Um, obviously, Digne had only been on 11 minutes because Baines was injured. Yep. Had a rib injury. Unsure whether he'll be fit for the weekend fixture. Um, which is a concern because we haven't really got any other cover at left back. No, uh, Holgate is he out on loan now. He's at West Brom, he's on loan actually. Yeah, so, yeah, he's out on loan. There's the possibility of either John Joe Kenny playing left oh, back gosh, yes. or Brendan Galloway because he's been playing fairly well for the under 23s. Pennington's still in your books, is he out somewhere? Uh, he's out on loan as well. Right. Um, but yeah, not looking good defensively unless we play three at the back against Wolves, which I wouldn't suggest is a good idea. No. No. Um, the window is almost shut. Just the guy in a gay going to be with you still? Is he off to PSG? I believe he's staying. Because um, PSG need midfielders. PSG do need midfielders. <coughs> However, the reports that I've heard, some saying that uh, Silver will, has said that he'll resign if Gay gets sold from behind his back. Yeah, well, I can understand that. Um, but I think the price that's being offered for Idrissa is just not high enough. Uh, what are the figures? I've heard twen- between 22 and 30 million. Yeah, he's, a, he's an ageing player. He, he's 28 now. Um, but I still think he's nearly a £40 million pound defensive yeah, I, midfielder. I, I, 35 men, I'd say. Um, just because of his stats this season. Yeah, or no, certainly no, no, since joining Everton. I'd struggle to yes, uh, agree he's only worth 20 million. Well, I'd struggle with that. But. Um, one... Good news story for Huddersfield. Aaron Moy came back from injury, being key to their early part of the season. He was the one that produced that save from uh, Pickford from the free kick. My shoulders shrugged for the list of there. <laughs> it's all come. I think they could sign Messi at this point. Huddersfield. They're not getting out of this. Mm. It's all. It's it's too late. Um, but on the whole, it wasn't actually a great Everton performance, and no. Silver admitted that. But yeah, it's a win away from home at the minute. Uh, the final game of the midweek fixtures saw Southampton take off Palace in a fairly drab one-all draw. Um, nothing to really discuss on this one apart from... A few uh, controversies. Yeah, Zaha, who sight of him, scored a goal. Yep, well taken, well taken, nice finish. And then gets a bit silly towards the end. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure 
look at the pictures more prowess done anything particularly to wind him up perhaps he's one of throw when it may have should have been palaces or perhaps he's used well, I think Zaha believes it should have been a free kick against him courtesy of a wall prowess challenging for the ball and then no, I think it's never a free kick no and then I think that Ward Prowse says something to him and he also he raises <coughs> his hand to the back of his neck saying like come on yeah. and Zaha really doesn't like that and nah, but I mean, pushes I, his arm away and gets booked for that which is charged from Zaha because Ward Prowse is extended an olive branch and then he applauds the referee for booking him and gets booked again and yeah. it's a stupid second right, yellow it's a stupid second yellow and Hodgson must be furious because Palace are slowly being dragged into this yeah slowly they're sleepwalking a little bit into this and now Zaha, a key player, is going to be missing. Okay, so for a week because it's, it's two yeah, other cards. One game. But he's a star, he's your star man. You you've got to be better than that. Yeah, you have. Um, I'm just on a side. I said to you earlier when we were you know, preparing for this. I'm so happy to see Walt Prowse back in the Southampton team. I don't know what Hughes was smoking to decide that Walt Prowse deserved to be left out of the team. I'm very glad that Hassan Hurdle Bless you. Thank you. Has uh, has seen sense and put restored Prowse to the team. Good yeah, play. he's got a couple of goals since Hassan Hurdle's come in. Bless um, you. And he's had a had a resurgence under him, like many of the Southampton players. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> okay, well that is uh, the extra time boards got up. We are into the added time into the first half, which means it's time for. Uh, team of the week, villain of the week, combined eleven of the week, and player of, player the, of the week. Thank you. Combined eleven this week. I've yep. gone for a four-three-three. That's have I. Um, so in goal, I have Pickford purely okay. for the couple of saves that he made, kept us in the game, won us the game effectively. Yep. Uh, back four of Doherty from Wolves was an outlet always for them yep. and create a couple of chances. Uh, Maguire for scoring the goal against you. Anyone who scores a goal against Liverpool, Brilliant. always in my good books. Uh, Lindelof for rescuing United, yep. uh, and Charlie Daniels of Bournemouth for getting that flick-on header. That yeah, lovely header. That Kepper should probably done better with. Uh, I don't think he's expecting it. I can, I can, yeah, excuse him for that. Um, my midfield three are Brooks, who had an excellent game for Bournemouth. Yep. Uh, as did Moutinho for Wolves. Uh, and Kearney, who came on half an hour into the game for an injured Tim Ream, I believe, um, and almost changed the game for Fulham. And then a mid, uh, front three of Mitrovic, Jimenez and King, who were all pivotal in their games. Yep, uh, I've gone for Boric in goal. Uh, Bournemouth have changed goalkeeper and are getting positive results. <laughs> Not a fan of Begovic, are you? As a person, very much so. As a keeper, he's been very poor this season. Yep. Uh, and that save from Boric, from Higuain, yeah, outstanding, outstanding. Back four of Chilwell, uh, he was magnificent for Leicester, really, really was. Uh, got some several excellent blocks, in particular towards the end, when Liverpool were chucking things forward. Uh, on uh, the same vein, Maguire gets the goal, yep. defends very well. Lindelof, as you say, defends, uh, sorry, uh, uh, rescues Manchester United. I've gone Nathaniel Klein as well. Uh, yeah. I thought he was very good for Bournemouth. Good attacking out there. We'll come back to Liverpool. Um, <laughs> midfield three of um, Brooks, Moutinho, and Vinaldum. Brooks for the, uh, Moutinho as, as the reason you gave. Vinaldum was one of the very few bright sparks of that game period. Yeah. As a ball playing midfielder and a 
but a player who wins back ball, he is excellent. Mm. He's really, really shining this season. Out front, Mitrovic, King, Rondon. Yeah, they are. Those three are the biggest reasons as to why their teams all won this week. Yeah, certainly. Um, who is your team of the week? I think we agree on this one. Yeah, team of the week's Newcastle. Yeah, um, for me, big shout out to Bournemouth. But if you're beating the, the defending champions, bit the way you did. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be my team of the week. Yeah, kudos to Benitez and how he set up, as we said in the uh, review of their game. Um, you you need big performances from your players as well. You, you absolutely do. And um, they, to a man, stepped up. They obviously bought into what the, uh, what the gaffer wanted, wanted from the game and, yeah, played very, very well. Yep, certainly. Who was your villain or who is your villain of the week? A villain of the week is Liverpool. Um, you've been given an absolute guilt-edged chance by Man. City to, to get three points a team that don't lose many games or don't drop many points and um, to put it plainly you've, you've absolutely jested it you've, you've completely messed it up uh, as I said in the review if we had chucked everything at it mm. and we'd just gone do you know what no it wasn't meant to be but no we were poor mm. didn't approach the game in the right attitude at all and I want to win the bloody league <laughs> Yeah, but Liverpool fans are going to be unbearable if they win the league. And, uh, do you know what? I hate this. <laughs> this Any fan is going to be unbearable when they win the league. Or do you think City winning back to back is going to be bearable, do you? No, rubbish. Rubbish. Anyway, my anyway, villain, of the, villain of the week is uh, Zaha. Just for the yeah, sheer stupidity that. that he got himself sent off in. Yes, I can understand you're frustrated you didn't, didn't get the decision. And the dissent showed. The first yellow card for pushing either pushing Ward Prowse or the descent shown there just walk away after that yeah there's no need don't get dragged in yeah don't go back to the referee and be so sarcastic by clapping him for his decision and then get another stupid yellow yeah um yeah no I, no, I can get behind you on that one 100% uh, and finally who's your player of the week player of the week is uh, Harry Maguire for me um, okay. obviously got the goal got the equaliser um and just played very, very well. It was an absolute rock at the back. I don't think he's particularly to blame for Marley's goal. He gets done by the bit of skill from Marley. Mm-hmm. To be fair, looking back at it, I'm not entirely sure anyone got done by it. It was a very weird touch it was by Marley. Yeah. Clever touch, but a very weird touch. I don't know if the pitch helped out a little bit there. Um, but I think otherwise, he was very, very good. Uh, my player is Mitrovic. Understandable. Just because the performance <coughs> that he put in in the second half. The team have played to his strengths, got the ball out wide, he's got the two goals for them, yeah. um, and he's going to be pivotal if Fulham stay up, and that's a big if. Right, well that's half time, the referee's whistle has sounded, the players are making their way to the changing rooms, which gives them time to do Statman Sam and the... Fantasy football. My fantasy football didn't go quite as planned this week. Um, I don't think anyone's did particularly. The average this week was 42. Mm-hmm. I got 43. Very good. So you can possibly see that as a positive. Yeah, above average, I got 50. Um, obviously, the downside was Digne getting sent off. Yep. Um, and the two star performers in my team was Pogba and Aguero. Aguero for the goal. Um, and Pogba because he was my captain that's pretty much it the rest of the team didn't do overly well no 
No. Um, for me, I I had again mixed bag. Dunye let me down big time. Fabianza got me three, so that was okay. Yeah, uh, Bamiang and Lorente both got me points. I made the big call to bring Lorente in as soon as Kane was injured, knowing yeah. he'd have to play. Um, Despite his own goal against Fulham. Yeah, that was a low point for me. Uh, and likewise, Captain Pogba, quite happy that I did. Salah was non-existent in our game, unfortunately. No, he was poor. Yeah, he was. Uh, defensively, was poor as well. You don't expect to be getting three from Robertson, Dinier and Shaw. Really? That's my back three. Wow. Two, two for Robertson, minus two for Dinier and one for Shaw. Yeah, I had the Holobas uh, back there and he got me three. Yeah, so I'm quite disappointed in that, but there we go. Stat of the week with Statman Sam. So my stat of the week this week is that Cardiff are the only side in the English Football League not to have been leading at half-time this season. That's 26 games, which I can't <laughs> quite believe. It's, it's a bit like the stat at the start of the season that Arsenal hadn't been leading at half-time yeah. um, for God knows how many games. 18, was it? I can't, well, I can't even exactly, but I still can't believe that Tottenham haven't had a draw yet either. Yeah. And a small little caveat that all the leaders in the top five English leagues all begin with the letter L. They do. Liverpool, Leeds, Luton, Luton Lincoln, Lincoln, Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient. I wasn't sure who the fifth one was. There you go. There you go. Right. Well, it's time for the second half then. The predictions. And we'll go through... Uh, Last week's another time. We'll update the table and get that up on the socials. We'll just go through them in order then. Uh, so the early kickoff on Saturday sees Tottenham host Newcastle. Yes, at Wembley. At Wembley, as you say. Um, Newcastle going off the uh, back of a, a good result, shall we say? Yes, but away, but away, from, home. away from home, they're not they're not quite as uh, good, are they? But Tottenham have got the key man out. Yes, you're almost guaranteed a goal. Yeah, I'd agree. I'm going to go on this one. I think one all. I, Tottenham haven't impressed me for a couple of weeks now. Yes, they got the job done against both Fulham and Watford. But they were lucky. They were lucky. And I think Newcastle are tactically better than both of those two teams. Yes. Yeah, and of course, Newcastle have signed Almiron. Yep, if he plays, that'd be interesting. If he doesn't play, Rondon. If you, I don't think anyone wants to play Rondon. Unless no. you're a, a really big centre-back yourself. Maybe like mm. Van dyke s kind of player. You don't have to come against Rondon. So, so yeah. you're going for one all. Yeah, I'm going one all. Uh, I am going to go for a two nil Tottenham win. Uh, Brighton are at home to Watford. Two teams, sort of mid-table-esque. Both doing fairly well. Yeah, they're in different form. Brighton at home, you're always you know what you're going to get with Brighton. Watford less so. Yeah. Depends which side turns up. Mm. Two one Brighton for me. Yeah, two one Brighton. Yeah, I think they'll just have enough. I'm gonna go one all. Yeah, no, I think you could literally. This is on a coin toss. This game. Yeah. Uh, Burnley host Southampton. Big game down the bottom. You really do Massive. feel that whoever wins that one really does drag themselves out out for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. Burnley, as you say, getting back to on a good run. Five last beaten. season. Yep, looking good. But Southampton, different team. Different team with Hasenhutl. Massively different. Uh, are Burnley gonna score enough? Obviously, they've got. Vokes has gone on to Stoke on a permanent deal. Crouch has come in. Good deal. Uh, it gives them a different option, certainly. 
but will Burnley have enough at home against Southampton? I don't think so. No, not I don't think so. I think their run will come to an end, but it will only be a 1-0 Southampton win. I'm going to go 2-0 Southampton. Uh, I fancy I fancy on this one. I'll be very impressed with the job Hassan Hitler's doing. Chelsea host Huddersfield. Yes, they've had problems, Chelsea, in recent games, but this, this could be a case of how many. I was going to say, this should be a done deal, shouldn't it? Uh, I'm going big. I'm going 6-0 Chelsea. Wow. Huddersfield away from home. Chelsea got a point to prove. This is, how would I look at this game short and go, yeah, let's get a hat-trick here. I'm going to go for 3-0 Chelsea and Higuain to score. Yeah. I think he'll get his first goal against Huddersfield. Yep. Uh, if, you, if you are Higuain, you can really pick a better team to play could you, oh, for your <laughs> second game. Um, Crystal Palace hosts Fulham in a sort of London derby. That's, that's a big game as well. Uh, yeah, this... It's certainly crucial down at the bottom. I think if Palace can get a win here, then same as Burnley or Southampton, they can pull themselves away from it again for a couple of weeks. But equally, if, if Fulham can get the win here, they're right back into stay, the contention to stay certainly. up. Certainly. Fulham, they're they going to be buoyed enough by the 4-2 win? Uh, away from home, I'm going to say no. Palace haven't been particularly good at home, though. Fulham haven't been particularly good, period. True. <laughs> I'm going to go 1-0, I think, on this one. one yeah, obviously, Pads will be about Zaha. Yeah. But I think Townsend will cause trouble in the same way Babel will cause trouble. I think they'll cancel to about 1-0. I'm going for a 2-1 Fulham win, and I think Mitrovic is going to be pivotal again. I think that Palace goal um, will probably come from either a set-piece or a penalty. Fair enough. You host Wolves. Oh, dear. <laughs> what Wolves side is going to turn up? I hope no Wolves side is going to turn up because I'm worried. Yeah. Defensive frailties, set pieces they're very fairly good at. And you're not very good at And defending. we're awful at. No left, no recognisable left back as we discussed. Yep. Um, <sighs> I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't see this going anywhere. I think Wolves win this one. By how many? <laughs> I think 3-1. Right. I think you score. Yep. But I can see Wolves playing you on the counter-attack and just... Yeah, I really do. I think we're going to lose, actually. I think we're going to lose 2-0. Unless Tosin... If he starts playing Tosin up front, which, which he did in the last game, then I, just, I don't see where our goals are coming from. No. Um, the late kickoff on the Saturday, not particularly inspiring. Uh, Cardiff hosting Bournemouth. It's a big game for Cardiff at home. These are the sort of games you, you, they need to pick up points in. Very much so. Bournemouth not as good on the road as they are at home. No. But I think their attacking movement will be too much for Cardiff. Especially after the confidence they would have got from beating Chelsea 4-0. Yeah, I'm going 2-0 Bournemouth on this one. Uh, Cardiff at home, I can see them scoring like they did against Arsenal. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for 3-1 Bournemouth. 2-0 <laughs> yeah, to Bournemouth. I think that's have too much. Um, moving on to the Sunday games. Leicester host Manchester United. Leicester will, of course, take confidence from the one-all draw at Anfield. Manchester United showed their defensive frailties in a little bit uh, with their going 2 down with mm. Holmes Burnley. Interesting, isn't it? Difficult one, this. I, Leicester were one of those teams this season which they'll go out and have a good performance and the next game they'll just drop off. Yeah. And I can see them just dropping off in this game and United fairly comfortably winning this. No, I see a one-all draw. I see it just fizzling out, this one. I think United are going to win 3-0. Fair enough. I think Martial and uh, Rashford are going to combine. Martial's just signed a new five-year yep. deal. The big game on Sunday sees Manchester City host Arsenal. This is a potentially massive game in terms of the title. Very much so. Arsenal against the big six. 
generally not quite, not very good, but have beaten Chelsea and Tottenham this season. Yeah. Fell apart against Liverpool. Got a point against United. United Emery's tactically adept and able to change when the scenario needs yep. it. City, not great at the back. Aubameyang and Lacazette must fancy it. Yeah, certainly. Do you think they'll both start? No. No? Aubameyang on his own. Okay. I think they will both start. I think Arsenal might go out and try and win this early on. I don't try and win it, but... Because they'll have seen how Newcastle have been able to get at them. Yeah. And other teams have been able to get at them. And I think they'll be best off going out of the trap fast. I think Ozil starts this one. Well, he captained, didn't he, at the weekend? I think he starts this one. In the week. That's why I don't think Lacazette starts. I think Ozil starts behind Aubameyang as a 10. Okay. And drifts. What score are you going for, though? 2-2. Two, two. I think both teams score. 2-2? Two, two. I think both teams score. But at the minute, we're back either team to win. Okay. I'm going for a 3-1 City win. Wow. You think so, um, Yeah, I, I think they're going to get a rocket up their backsides um, from the performance against Newcastle. Yep. And it wouldn't surprise me if Gabriel Jesus starts. No. Over no. Aguero, because he's been in better form. I'd agree. Um, Monday night sees West Ham host Liverpool at London Stadium. I don't like this game. West Ham been a bit difficult for us in, in recent seasons. Yeah, as especially as they're at home and they'll be looking to bounce back off that disastrous defeat in the FA Cup against Wimbledon. Yeah, uh, and the three 0 loss against Wolves. We didn't play very well on Monday nights either. No, no, you don't tend to, do you? I think West Ham win this two 0 It pains me to say it. I can see this being a draw. I think two all. I think if City win as well, we'll, we'll even more so crumble, and then suddenly that five point gap becomes two. And what a great point last night's turned out to be. And finally, the sort of midweek fixture. A bonus game this week. Brucey bonus. Yep. I expect you to do certainly a, could be. No favours whatsoever as Everton host Manchester City. Manchester City to win 17-0 because you'll play kids and not I was going to say, we can put out uh, Doris from down the road at number 72 in goal. Um, and we taller than pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll roll over. I honestly don't think we'll roll over. We'll, we will give them a competitive game. Do you believe that or are you just telling yourself that? No, but it won't be our first team. It won't be all our first team anyway. City win this one 4-1. Um, I think City only win 2-0 I want Everton to win with all my heart I'll be you know, essentially wearing an Everton shirt on that night I, I can let you borrow one if you want no because if I, if I thought you were going to try I'd take it seriously but <laughs> you know right well we're into the added time at the end of the second half then uh, it's just time to touch on AOB before closing the show what's your AOB this week um, I'll let you go first because I'll be rounding up the transfer news so far with two hours left in the window. Fair enough. Um, going over our ground a bit, really. The FA Cup. Yes. I don't understand teams' approaches to it. I'm, I'm lost, Sam. I'm really <laughs> lost. Um, Everton go out to Millwall. Yeah, don't mention that. Dreadfully. Plays just, absolutely just, abysmally. Just don't. We don't need to... <coughs> don't need to hear it really do we <laughs> and West Ham gets spanked by um, AFC Wimbledon uh, I don't understand why either team put out such a weak side 
both of them played off the park. We didn't put out an especially weak side either. Well, no, actually, that's true. Um, it um, was just shocking from us. Oh, it was shocking West Ham as well. I don't, I don't understand why the cup isn't taken seriously by these teams. And I don't want to bang on, but you're in, you're playing in the Everton Cup. It's not a real trophy. Yeah. Go for the FA Cup, please. I, I, I don't understand the, why teams don't. It, it makes me cross. There will be occasional reasons as to why going out the FA Cup is acceptable and a good thing. I think Liverpool had an excuse to go out the FA Cup this year. Yeah. I think if Cardiff had an excuse to go out the FA Fulham had an excuse to go out the FA Cup. They've got bigger fish to fry. Yes. But there's a lot of teams, and Everton included, their season are essentially pointless. What's the point to Everton's season now? What's the point to West Ham's season now? Do you see someone outside the top 10 in the Premier League winning the FA Cup this season? Not outside the top 10, but outside the top 6, certainly. The draw's really opening up for a team like Palace. Mm. Or um, Wolves, if they can get yeah. past Shrewsbury. Which they should do at home. Which they should do, yeah. But you're looking at it, you're thinking, if you're Palace or you're Wolves, this is really opening up now. Mm. You're going to have another the big six fall, because of the way it's been drawn. Chelsea, Chelsea against United. United. Liverpool, Arsenal, already out. Yep. Tottenham out. Tottenham out. Everton, who are a good cup, club, who, Everton, who are a good cup team, out. Yeah, West Ham out. If you're looking at this in your palace, you have to start thinking that if the draws go your way and they've managed to avoid, you know, City, Liverpool so far, the draws don't up and I hope Palace have a run it. I'd love Roy Hodgson to win it. I would, genuinely, he's not got long left in football. <laughs> Jeez, you're trying to kill him off. He's, he's not got long left, is he, let's be honest. You know, he's in his 70s and he's not got, I say, he's not got much long left in the game. Yeah, I'd quite like him to go out and win an FA Cup. I think he's a. I don't. I don't think his tenure at Liverpool is particularly successful, but I don't wish him any ill. I think he's a relatively nice chap, and I quite like him to win something. And Palace are taking it seriously. They decided to put it against Tottenham. And said we are taking this seriously. I I think it would commend Wolves' season better because of what yep. they have achieved in the short period of time. Yeah, and I think Nuno Espirito Santo is the kind of manager that would love his team to go out and do that Yeah, from well, where they've come from last season. I'd, I'd like to see a, a non-top six side win it. I really would. Um, and I think that is, is more than possible. And the way, as I said, West Ham and Everton didn't look at that and say, to, you know, if they got through that round... They had a real, real chance to go mm. further in. Yeah. I- ironically, if we'd have both won our ties, we'd have been playing each other. West yes. West Ham and Everton. But, uh, there we go. All you've got to say? Yeah, team. Still frustrated on it? Just take the FA Cup seriously. I say that there'll always be the teams that have a reason not to, and I understand that. I'm not saying that every team should be forced to take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, Watford is still, of course, they've got a chance mm. as well. Yeah. But, I say there's teams here that really have the chance to win the cup who really for some reason won't take it final point on this I'd like to see replays got rid of altogether I know it's good, yeah. good money owner for the smaller clubs and for Shrewsbury it's brilliant but I, I can understand having replays in the earlier rounds up to round up, up to and including round three after that I, I would have it up to including round five because um, then you're getting into the business end of the season 
after that. Thing is, though, that if you want teams to take the cup seriously, adding an extra game because you couldn't win the first round makes you less likely to take it seriously. Go out and win the first time round. Yeah, but that's not all the proper team. Yeah, I see what you say, but that's not always possible to a point. You know, some teams do go out and they just they, they can't win the game. Yeah. Says that they're in there on the night. Yeah. Penalties, whatever. I don't get Let's go to extra time as a concept from all <laughs> every possible <laughs> angle of football. It doesn't work. It's silly. Go straight to penalties. Well, do you enjoy extra time? Uh, it depends on the game. If it's like a lower league team against a big team and it's all defensive and stuff like that and you're waiting for the big team to score, then not as much. But when it's a competitive game and they're both going at each other trying to win it in extra time, then it makes for a great spectacle. Yeah, but they go out for the first five, ten minutes then then accept that they can't make a mistake mm. and play for penalties. So If you're going to play extra time, every five minutes, one of your players, each side should lose a player. <laughs> Until how many? Until it's five a side. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure that those five players left had got the energy after 110 minutes of football. Yeah, that's that's why. Or okay, after every seven minutes, a line is released onto the pitch. <laughs> uh, Anything to make it more interesting. Yeah. I, I hate extra time. Right. Right. Your turn. Uh, my turn. Um, so I'm going to go through the Premier League and any other notable transfer deals that have gone through. Mm-hmm. As I said, there's less than two hours left till the deadline closes um, so a quick run through obviously we said earlier Johnny who's on loan at Wolves at the moment signed on permanent deal yep. for a feed believed to be between 15 and 18 million pounds has, yep. I think that's an excellent signing for Wolves oh. he's played wonderfully for them this season yep. and it, it shows the club that he wants to be there he wants to be in the Premier League <laughs> Shows good intent from Wolves as well. Yes. Newcastle probably had the best business of the day, yep. signing Miguel Almiron from Atlanta in the MLS for a club record fee, finally, of between 20 and £21 million. Pounds. It's crazy that 10 years ago, Owen was their record. Yeah. It has been since. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, I've read rumours that Benitez has helped fund this. I don't know how true they are. I, I wouldn't necessarily believe a thing read on the internet. No. But there is there's suggestion that Benitez may have helped fund this transfer to try and get it through. But I don't know. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if there have been promises made to him um, by Mike Ashley or no, I don't think what's been. happening around the club being sold and the I, lack of investment. I think the only reason Benitez is still there is because he respects the fans too much mm. to leave. Another signing they have also made is Antonio Barreca, uh, the Italy under 21 international has signed on loan from Monaco with a optional deal of about seven and a half million in the summer. Um, Monaco in this window, wow, have they gone down the hole or what? Well they know that it's, I think it, they know it, the game's up, they've signed in Kudu. In the last, what? Three transfer windows, they've made nearly five hundred million pounds. To line the owners' pockets with. And the investment seems to have gone nowhere. But they've not had anyone in charge they've trusted in charge, have they, to, to spend the money. I mean on no. re No. The there were questions well. over the director of football that they had, um, yep. and he was consequently uh, dismissed uh, <coughs> when Henri was also <coughs> uh, dismissed. Yeah. 
Um, what else have we got? We Monaco invo- involved with Leicester, Yuri Tielmans, yeah, twenty-year-old Belgian international, very promising young player. Very promising. Uh, has gone on loan to Leicester with Adrian Silva going the other way. Obviously, Adrian Silva, I believe, only signed in the summer for them. Yeah, it's not gone particularly well. Mind you, he had that weird limbo, didn't he? Whereas yeah, he was effectively signed this time last, last year. year. Um, but the paperwork didn't go through until the summer yep. um, and to be fair he hasn't had very many games and he hasn't fitted in so I can understand why he's gone the other way uh, but I'm excited to see Tielmans uh, in the Premier League yep I am too Stoke and Burnley have done a little bit of swapping business I had no idea that Sam Folk has been there that long at Burnley what, I thought he was a fairly 12, recent signing 12 years yeah I thought he was a fairly recent signing no He's, he's a Burnley stalwart, but no longer. He's gone on to Stoke for about yep. £7 million. Pounds, uh, and consequently, Peter Crouch has come the other way at 38 years of, art, 38 years of age. But, lad, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so glad he's back in the Prem. I love Crouchy. If, if anyone's listened to his podcast, they have been excellent. Yeah, they really have. And do you know what? He'll do a job at Burnley. Yeah. He'll score. He'll, he'll score goals. He'll score goals. Um, Cardiff have done a little bit of business. Leandro Bacuna obviously was in the league with Villa before. Yep. Uh, he has come in for an undisclosed fee, obviously looking at cover for either midfield or especially right back for Cardiff. Um, so I think Premier League experience is good um, and it could be a good signing for Cardiff. Yeah. He certainly gives them more strength in depth. Uh, and Brighton have signed a couple of players that I've never heard of. No, I must admit, I'm not going to sit here and suggest that I am an expert on Tudor Christian Baluta. But um, I've heard of Maribor, which is the team that one of them's come from. But even with the amount of hours that I've played on Football Manager, <laughs> I don't know who they are. No. Uh, Dennis Suarez to Arsenal on loan for the rest of the season as well. Oh, yeah. Um, which I can't understand why they've signed him because they were also linked with Perisic and Carrasco. Carrasco. And they don't need any more attacking players, in my opinion. They need to be looking at the defence. I'd have taken Carrasco if the charts came. Yeah, but you you need to be showing up your defence if you if you're Arsenal, personally. Yep. No, but I suppose with Ramsey having signed a pre-contract with Juventus, he can now be frozen out. Mm. Ozil isn't reliable enough. He gets dropped more often than not. Mkhitaryan, I mean, I can't remember the last good game Mkhitaryan had. Oh, no. I, I genuinely no. can't. It, it's that, that Alex Awobi is probably ahead of him in the pecking order. tells you all you need to know. Uh, would you like a little blast from the past? Uh, yes, please. Liam Ridgewell. Oh, is he still going? Is he still the thing? He had gone off to the States, um, but his contract ran out, I believe at the end of last year okay. um, and he has joined Hull which I believe he's been at before yeah then it rings a bell very good but yeah apart from that um, uh, the other interesting news Wilfred Bonney's gone to Qatar he's gone to Qatar and Fellaini's gone to China I don't blame Fellaini as I mentioned a bit earlier on yep. fair play and Bonney hasn't worked out for him since he went back to Swansea has it late in the, both of their careers they're going for the paychecks aren't they well, I've got a problem with that when they get to no. that age is what it is so yeah that I think rounds us up for this week yep. this podcast I'd agree we'll be back again at our usual slot next week uh, as long as I don't get taken in the meantime <laughs> um, <coughs> all being well with the games at the weekend we'll get back to you next week uh, for now have a good week
Cheerio. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to A Game of Two Halves. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also find us on our social media, on Instagram at A Game of Two Halves Pod, and on Twitter at A underscore Game Of. You can also email us at a game of two halves pod at gmail.com.